there in podcast land, welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. How are you doing this beautiful Monday morning or evening or afternoon? Monday, or depending on where you're listening in, it could be Tuesday. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, I hope you are doing well. Today, we're going to look at Psalm 141, and I'll be reading from the New American Standard Bible. And it reads, Lord, I call upon you. Hurry to me. Listen to my voice when I call you. May my prayer be counted as incense before you, the rising of my hands as the evening offering. Set a guard, Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the roof, the door of my lips. Do not incline my heart to do any evil thing, to practice deeds of wickedness with people who do wrong. And may I not taste their delicacies. May the righteous strike me with mercy and discipline me. It is oil for the head. My head shall not refuse it, for my prayers is still against the evil deeds, their evil deeds. Their judges are thrown down by the sides of the rock as they hear my words, for they are pleasant. As when one plows and breaks open the earth, our bones have been scattered in the mouths of Shiloh. For my eyes are toward you, Lord, in you I take refuge. Do not leave me defenseless. Keep me from the jaws of the trap which they have set for me and from the snares of those who do wrong. May the wicked fall into their own nets while I pass by safely. This is another lamenting psalm by David. And reading it, it suggests that he's being tempted. Did you catch that? He begins with a plea to God and wants his prayers to be seen by God as something pleasant, which he says incense, that he called it incense. And I want you to remember that incense is what burned in the temple consistently, and it represents the prayers, our prayers going up before God. And so that's what David is asking God to consider his prayers as incense. Also, he states that he wants God to see the lifting of his hands as offerings of praise and worship. Because, you know, think about it. When you see people in prayer and worship are not their hands up, do you not lift your hands up in prayer and worship? And so this is what David is offering to God as he comes before him with his petition. It is written in the next verses, um, or what's written in the next uh, the next verses, I should say, is what lead me to believe that David has or um, maybe wants to experience something that he knows will be displeasing before the Lord, that he may say things that are not pleasing. Therefore, he asked God to guard his mouth. And now we know that the tongue or the mouth, whichever you like to call it, is a hard thing to keep under control, right? In James, James talks about how destructive the tongue is. And, but based on this scripture, it seems as though something is about to occur that could potentially set David off. And so I find him being mature in his request because what he's doing is he's asking God to help him show restraint, you know, restraint from ungodly behavior. Now, this doesn't mean necessarily that David is getting ready to engage upon foul language or uh, conversation, you know, perhaps that's unhealthy, which 
when I think of that, I think of gossiping. Have I touched on something there? And so he's asking God to help him to seal his lips so that he does not say the wrong thing, that he does not say anything that would, I guess, defile his relationship with God, at least toward others, that they see him cussing, engaging in gossip, I don't know, dirty jokes, I'm, you know, all of those kind of things. And then people would look at him and say, hmm, I thought you were a Christian. I thought you worshiped God. And so he's asking for help. And then I find it interesting that in the next verse, David kind of pivots and he starts encouraging correction. And maybe it's not a pivot. It's, it's continuing on asking for assistance. Now it's, he, he finds or he wants assistance from others. How many of you like being corrected? I suspect not many of us, but that's what David asked for in verse 5. May the righteous strike me with mercy and discipline me, for it is oil for the head. Hmm. Once again, David is showing his maturity and how we can delight in godly correction because it helps us in our walk with Christ. Now, I'm not endorsing that everyone go out and feel the need to be responsible for correcting everybody and everything that they see wrong. Nope. Instead, this type of correction that David is delighting in or asking for comes with wisdom and the prompting by the Holy Spirit. When these two things are done, the correction does not sting, but it soothes because it helps us in our walk with Christ. Verses 6 and 7 speak to the wicked or to David's tormentors that he imprecates their demise. Then he turns his attention back to the Lord. It's as if he went on a tangent and suddenly he remembered, oh, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be in prayer before the Lord. And I'm sure many of you have done this when you've been praying. You start off and you're praying to the Lord and next thing you know, your mind starts to wonder. I think that's what's happening in verses um, 6 and 7. As David turns his attention back toward the Lord, he once again asks God to shield him from whatever destruction he envisions. Perhaps this was written when he was on the run from Saul or he was getting ready to go into battle um, with the Israelites. Who knows? But what we get from this psalm, to me, is to be self-aware, to know when you're being tempted and to leave the situation if possible to guard your tongue. Caregivers, it can be easy to point out others, other, other people's faults, especially those siblings who aren't necessarily carrying their load of the caregiving responsibilities, or to look down on someone when, as opposed to them caring for their loved one within their home, they put it in, put them in a facility and you look down on them for that. Guard the words that you use. Learning to create distance from temptation is a sign of maturity. But when distance doesn't work, or if for some reason you can't um, create distance in a situation, let's do what David did, and let's ask God for help. Let's pray. God, we've come before you (laughs) asking you to help us to guard our mouths and our tongues because we know, as you do, it can get us in a lot of trouble. 
And so we thank you, Father, for this psalm, which shows David exercising maturity and coming to you and asking for assistance and also allowing godly people who have been led by you and who exercise wisdom to help in disciplining him as he continued to walk in a life that he I'm sure he wanted as well as we do to be pleasing before you so help us to not despise good godly correction but help us to welcome it as well and help us to be mindful of when you call us to help a brother or sister and to correct them and to offer them words of soothing to help them in their Christian walk. Thank you for being a God that we can come to and ask for assistance and thank you for being the God who provides the assistance. I ask that you watch over everyone who's listening today. You know what is on their hearts. You know their season, their season of caregiving And you know the things that the decisions that they may have to make today. And so I ask that you cover them in peace, that you keep them safe, and that you help them in the decisions that they will have to make for this day. I ask that you open up doors of assistance and that in everything, Father, that they do, that they know that you love them and that you are pleased by them. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, my podcast family. Go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. Bye.